number two of the Bill Michaels Show on this Friday, Friday the 13th, which is going to be bad luck for the Celtics. <laughs> Welcome in. Glad to have you. And uh, for all of you, all of you on the uh, on the network now, as we have all of our stations joining us, good to have you. Good stuff. We'll talk some Bucks basketball coming up. I said all along, I just got a gut feeling the Bucks are going to win tonight. No statistical reason why. It is what it is. Just an FYI. Uh, so we'll talk more about that coming up. But to talk a little Packers, schedule release, personnel, all that kind of stuff. Our buddy Rob Reichel joining us uh, right now on the hotline. Rob, how you doing, pal? I'm great. How are you, Billy? I'm good. So uh, I said, I started to go through this, and as a betting man, I know that most of these games the Packers probably will be favored in. I could pick them losing at Tampa Bay. I can pick them losing at Buffalo. But they've been really good at holding court at home, so it's hard for me to bet against them at home, even though I know cow- the Cowboys are going to be good and the Rams are going to be good. But uh, I started going through it, and I can't, I can't find more losses than that. R- Rob, what do you see the schedule as? And pick me, pick me some wins and losses, and where do they lose? Well, you know, it, it, it's so tough, Bill, you know, predicting injuries and stuff like that. Let, let, let's work, I guess, obviously, then under the assumption, right, that everybody's got a full plate of players and, and a full and healthy roster when, when we're doing this. And, and obviously that won't be the case, right? They could, they, they could see Dallas without, without Dak Prescott, right? Or they could see Tennessee without Derrick Henry. But let, let's just go through that if you want to do it that way, Billy, and, 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 and say every, everybody's healthy and everybody has the 90 guys or the 53 guys that are in camp today. Um, I could see him losing week one at Minnesota, Bill. I, I, I'll be honest with you, and, and we'll go through this a little more in depth. I think the first eight or nine weeks, Bill, are going to be really challenging from the standpoint of they're going to be working to find an identity on offense. I mean, for the entire Aaron Rodgers era here, they have been a pass-first operation, um, you know, dating back to when Brett showed up in 92. We've got 30 straight years here where – you know, they, they've had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and, and everything is predicated on the passing game and they throw the ball 60 to 65% of the time and they run it 35 to 40%. Bill, if, if you and I or a first-year coach were coming to Green Bay right now and looked at this roster and looked at this personnel with, with two high-level running backs and eight really good offensive linemen, potentially the chance for a dominant offensive line, I, I, I would say, and, and, and Bill, an outstanding defense on the flip side, I would say their best path to win football games in 2022 would be to run the ball 50 plus percent of the time and, and try to win games 23, 17 and, and win it with a run game and a defense. And then you pick your spots in the passing game, but that's going to be a really tough sell to Aaron Rodgers. So Bill, I, I think they're going to have some hiccups early on as they try to figure out exactly who they are on, on offense. They, you know, again, I, I think that the, the overwhelming majority of talent lies in the run game, and then you obviously have a Hall of Fame quarterback without a lot of people to throw the ball to. So that, that's going to be tricky for him early on, Bill. I, you know, I think yeah, Minnesota has potential for a loss. I would pick him to lose at this point in time in, in Tampa Bay. You know, they should beat the Giants in London, Bill. Um, but at the same point in time, you, you just you never know what a trip like that is going to do to people. We, we've seen some favorites go over there and, and lay some eggs. I mean, I, I would certainly think they win that game they benefit early on bill from the standpoint of you know they have that week five trip to london and that and that's sandwiched by a pair of home games 
So they get they get New England at home in week four and the Jets at home in week six. And in between, they take that, you know, trip to London. So the fact they have back-to-back home games surrounding that should protect them a little bit through through that window. Uh, Buffalo in week eight, Bill, jumps out is a game where they're undoubtedly going to be, uh, again, this is if everybody's healthy, they're going to undoubtedly be a four to six-point underdog, I, I would think. You know, the emotion of that Dallas game in week 10 is going to be incredible. Uh, Bill, much like when Brett Favre came back, not quite to that level, but Mike McCarthy still has his unbelievable loyal followers and, and believers around here. And, I mean, that, that that's going to be a game of, of high emotion because leading into it all week, Bill, all we're, anybody's going to talk about is the Mike McCarthy-Aaron Rodgers relationship um, and, 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 and why and how that, that went so sour. Uh, the end of the season, Bill, I, I think works in their favor. You know, the, the last four or five weeks, they've got the bye in week 14, and then they've got three of the final four at home. Uh, they like to be at home in December and January, especially when they're bringing in warm weather or West Coast teams, and they're going to do that a couple times there with the Rams in Miami. When I went through it, Bill, real quick, you know, I, I, I thought to myself about 12-5, and five, which which is about right, I would think. They were 13-4 and four last year. I don't think they're as good having lost uh, you know, the, the arguably the best wide receiver in football and, and Zedarius Smith and some other hits they took in free agency. Um, but it, it should be, you know, it should be a good enough football team, Bill, when they can figure out exactly who they are to, to absolutely win the NFC North again and probably to be in a, in a, in a race for one of the top three seeds in the conference. I I really like when I go through the schedule. I like a lot of their opportunities because of the home schedule. Uh, I'm a little. Are you a little surprised they don't have when it comes to that portion of the schedule with the London game that they don't have a bye after that or before that? Yes, yes, and and I and I think that's going to be really tricky for them. Again, I it, here's the real positive. Okay, so they'll get New England in, at, at home in Week Four, probably a 500 football team, maybe a little bit better because of the head coach. Then they go on the then they then they take that long crazy trip to London, and and then they come back for a home game, which are back to back. But here's the good news for them, Bill, and here's what the league did them a huge favor: it's against the Giants and the Jets, right? It's it's two teams that for the last handful of years have been in the top five, uh, uh, you know, worst five teams in the league, top five in terms of drafting and things like that. You're talking about uh, two organizations. That, that have been, you know, among the bottom five to ten in the league here over the better part of the last decade, certainly since the Giants won won their last Super Bowl. So they, they catch a huge break there, I, I would say, A, having the Giants as the opponent in London, and then B, coming back home and playing a Jets team that hasn't been good in forever. Uh, now, I believe that they're going to pick up another wide receiver before the season gets going. Do you see it that way? Well, I, I do, Bill, in, in theory, um, you know, keep in mind, I, I think the, when I looked a couple of days ago, they were about 15, 15 and a half million under the cap. And, and, and this does change a little bit, but the number will be in that range. Um, and, and they're going to need about 12 and a half to 13 million to sign, sign all their draft picks. So let's just say, Bill, that that leaves them with roughly $3 million to play with. Um, you know, you're not getting Jarvis Landry for $3 million. You're probably not getting mm-hmm. OBJ for $3 million. Maybe a Julio Jones, uh, you know, for for a guy who might want to come in and play on an incentive-based one-year deal for $3 million. The, the problem, Bill, is, I mean, what, what, what are we sitting at here today? May 13th, if, if, if a guy is still on the street, Bill, there's a reason he's on the street. Um, I, I think Julio Jones' best years are, are, are well past him. OBJ is a huge risk 
coming off of of that knee. The guy that doesn't intrigue me quite a bit, and you know we we've talked about this in the past, Bill. That they don't have a one or a two on the roster today. They have a whole bunch of threes and fours at this point in time. I, I think Christian Watson will will become a one or a two, but it's not going to happen in 2022. Uh, you know, so you've got to find a guy who's at least a two. And and to me, Bill, the best guy on the street yet is Jarvis Landry. The problem is is, is his price tag early on in free agency sent everybody else in different directions. They they didn't want to pay what he was asking. Now, will his price tag come down to the level where a team like the Packers can afford him? Or, you know, instead of, instead of being in that 10 to $12 million range, um, you know, is he going to hold firm at eight and Green Bay just can't do it? Um, you know, Green Bay can obviously make something happen there, Bill, if, if, if they want to, but it's probably going to come down then to, to cutting a player like a Dean Lowry, uh, to getting a Jair Alexander extended pretty quickly here, where then you can go chase that wide receiver that you want. But, but the way it sits today, Bill, once they sign all their draft picks, they're just not going to have a whole lot of money. So right. I, I, I am with you. Brian Goodekoop needs to have another move or two up his sleeve. He can't go into 2022 with this group of wide receivers and, and think he's going to challenge for a whole heck of a lot in the, in the NFC. The problem is he's running out of time, Bill. He doesn't have a whole lot of money to play with, and, and everybody out there knows how desperate he is. To, you know, to add another wide receiver to 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 his group, so he's he's not exactly playing Bill from a position of strength at this moment. So, by the way, we're talking with Rob Reichel. You can find him at Rob Reichel over on Twitter from Forbes.com, Conley Media, and does the Packers coverage. So, what do you think is holding up Jair's deal? Well, I, I don't think it's, and, and, and I do think they'll get something done yet this summer, Bill. I, I you know, I it it, it takes two to tangle. He's obviously coming off an injury, so you know, I, and he's always been smaller and undersized, and, and and people have always had questions, you know, in terms of him staying on the field. The productivity is never going to be an issue when when he plays, Bill. But when you start talking undersized corners, you, you wonder what kind of lifespan you can get out of these guys. And and Jair's first three years in the league. You know, he was obviously healthy, and he did everything they asked and wanted, and, and he elevated to one of the top two or three corners uh, in all of football. Last year puts a little doubt and a little speculation then, obviously, on, all right, if, if, if you sign him to a five-year deal, uh, you know, out of those 85 games that you'll play in the regular season in, in those five years, can you get 75, 80 games out of him? Are you starting to talk Kevin King kind of numbers? where you're at 50 to 60 because he's an undersized corner. I'm sure they see the value a little bit different right now, Bill. Jair will point to his numbers in 2020 where he kind of elevated uh, to the top of the league and and, and, and the majority of statistics a, a group like Pro Football Focus would keep Jair ranked number one or two in the league in, in a lot of those. You know, Green Bay's counterplay there obviously would, would be they're concerned about his health and his longevity and, you know, can he, can he play till he's 31 or something? like that uh, despite the fact he is an undersized guy um, the, the truth's going to wind up somewhere in the middle I, I would imagine Bill that you know both sides uh, will will, will kind of figure this out here by the time we, we get to training camp and, and, and you'll see him sign a, a longer deal it'll help Green Bay once they do Bill his salary cap number will probably come down five or six million dollars from from where it sits today and, and they'll get one of the top five corners in the league locked up for the for the next five years it's just it's just these things do take time, Bill, and, and you know the old thing. Andrew Brandt would say it all the time when I would call him, and, and I'd ask him about how negotiations are going. He would say every single time, you know, deadlines for action. And, and as we get right. closer, 
bill to, to, to uh, late July and training camp getting here that both those sides will get that thing rolling because he doesn't want to come in. Alexander, that is, doesn't want to come in uh, to, you know, to the, to the season on the final year of his deal. Green Bay wants to get him locked up. So it will happen, Bill. I just, I think it ends up happening much closer to training camp. Before I let you go, i got to ask you, uh, with the uh, draft, how do you feel about this team's depth when it comes to the ability to upgrade special teams? Yeah, I, I think they did a nice job there overall, Bill. Especially in the in the later part, you know, of the draft, they maybe could have used one more pick there to, you know, designate to, to, to you know a guy to help fix that. Obviously, Carpenter is, is going to be the key guy that that came out of there. But you know, we'll, we'll see as this plays out, Bill, through uh, you know the the OTAs and and the mini camps and then training camp, obviously. But it, they, you know they. they probably have a returner in that group, whether that's a Watson, you know, or a Romeo Dumps or, or somebody like that. Uh, you, you know how dismal they've been in, in the return game, uh, you know, for the last you know, 10 to 20 years. I mean, it, it, it's been ugly. But but what they've got to do, Bill, too, is, is, is they've got to get the, you know, the coverage units short up big time, especially in the punt game. Um, and, and they certainly took some guys who fit that bill uh, from, a, from a size, speed uh, standpoint. Uh, you, you, you would think a, a new special teams coach coming in, you know, like, like, like they finally did, Bill, went outside the organization, opted not to promote from within for the first time. Uh, they fully understand, and, and maybe for the first time, Bill, how how special teams can cost them a season. They, they should have figured this out after 2014, obviously. They didn't, and they let this thing fester and linger, and special teams has been a pain in their side ever since. I mean, it, it, it arguably cost them a season again. Last year, Matt LaFleur was hell-bent on making sure that that never happens again. Um, I think they've upgraded Bill. Again, we, we've talked about this in the past. They don't need to be a top five or a top eight unit. They they just need to be in, in the middle somewhere and not dead last every single year. And and I, th- I think they'll be good enough, Bill, with, with some of the people they took that, that they should be in that 12 to 18 range when it's all said and done. Good stuff, Bud. We appreciate it uh, and enjoy. Uh, well, we're getting ready for mini camps and OTAs and obviously Bucks basketball. There's a lot going on in our area. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the few days we have off until we get back at it again, Rob. Hey, Buxton Six, right, Billy? There you go. I just got a feeling right. coming up tonight, pal. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. There you go. That's Rob Reichel joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Always good to get his opinion as to what he thinks. Uh, regarding uh, a very honest, sometimes brutally honest look at the, the Green Bay Packers. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. Get, G-E-T, getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. And uh, whether it's the products for janitorial services, if you are a business owner, or maybe you just like them around your house, you like the clean wipes and all that kind of stuff, maybe you are a car guy or girl, a motorcycle guy or girl, a boat guy or girl, uh, they have some terrific products. You just got to try it. And then you go, okay, now I see what they've been talking about. Go to getwabam.com. That's getwabam.com. You can see the entire lineup right there on site, getwabam.com. Based in Wisconsin, ship here right in Wisconsin, the five-state area, actually, uh, you know, kind of around us. But uh, they'll get it to you in just a couple of days. It, go to getwabam.com. That's getwabam.com. You can also pick up their products if you want to clean up your motorcycle out at uh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, right there next to the parts counter. They, they stock it there. It's that good. They believe in it, and they've seen it work. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on asking the question today. One, do you feel it? Box and six, do you feel it? Feeling it? Yay, no, indifferent, whatever. Secondly, Packers, where do they lose? Where do they lose? Hit us up. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find us there. You can also track us down over on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show, Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. And you can also find us uh, over on YouTube, on the Facebook fan page. You can find us on the Bud Light live stream on YouTube. YouTube, completely free to subscribe. Free, F-R-E-E. It's not like TurboTax free where you get paid for it. It's free. I could do that commercial going, it's free, it's free, it's free, absolutely free. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and you can subscribe there. Uh, John Wayne says uh, 11 and 6. Okay, John, where do they lose? Where do they lose? Um, Jim says that with the Packers having two regular season games in January this season, have the Packers ever had this in previous seasons? Uh, no, because the season got extended by a, by a week. Now, they've had back-to-back home games in the, in the finishing up the regular season into the postseason, yes, but not regular season games because this is the first time they've done that. Um, and both of those games, three of their last four games are at home. Think of that now when you start to talk about cold weather frigid temperatures, that kind of thing. Um, the other game, the, uh, the, the Christmas Day game in Miami, going to be taken on the Dolphins. The week prior to the Rams game, week 14 is the bye. Uh, then they're in Chicago on December 4th. They're in Philadelphia on November 27th. So you would figure uh, Dallas at home November 13th should be kind of a cold-weather game, right? You got, uh, that's November 13th, November 17th, the Tennessee Titans, kind of a cold weather game. I'm, and by cold weather, I'm not saying going to be frigid. What I'm saying is it's going to be colder than 50, okay, most likely. Uh, then you've got November and December 27th and the 4th and then the bye week. So they don't come back home until December 19th where you expect the weather to be cold, but three of the last four are at home. And two of the, la- the last two games are against Minnesota and Detroit, albeit those are teams that are, cold weather cities but they play in domes so the packers it's not a terrible schedule and to get uh, the rams to come to town on december 19th a warm weather city a warm uh, weather city not a bad way to go either john says he has them losing to the bucks uh tampa bay the vikings opening the bills on the road the lions on the road the rams at home jets can be the trap game it could, it could be. I understand the logic because you're coming back from uh, London. I, 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 not that I'm agreeing with you, 
But I can understand the logic there, that being that trap game. Completely get it. 877-867-1670. Jeff says, I have him losing the opener against the Vikings, trying to work out this offense, possibly at home against the Bears. And then the Buccaneers. So you have the Packers starting off 0-3 to then get a win against New England. He says uh, they most likely lose to the Jets at home. That's going to be a long time coming back from London. And then I have them losing losing another home game, probably to Dallas. And then he has them losing uh, on the road against Buffalo. So you've got them losing to the Bears at home. They're going 0-3 to start, then at home again against the Jets, then at home again against Dallas, and losing to the Bills. And then from there, winning out, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Chicago, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Lions. I don't know if I'd go that deep. I mean, I'm not saying couldn't. There's no wrong answer here. Uh, Will says probably 13-4. and four. Losses being to the Vikings on the road, the Buccaneers, the Bills, and a meaningless game against the Lions. Um, UD says, I see him get him smoked by the Bills on Monday night. I think that's a Sunday night game, though. But um, So I, it's, a, it's a nationally televised game, but it's a Sunday night, not a Monday night game. Uh, Cropmaster says, I have them losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tennessee Titans in back-to-back weeks and possibly even the L.A. Rams. But I think it's a pretty solid schedule, and I think this team goes deeper into the postseason than they have in recent history. Uh, Badger Dave says, I agree with Ben. I think this is a Super Bowl-bound team. Who cares what the regular season record is? I would, al- I would almost want them to come in as a wild card and have to win their way to a Super Bowl and keep momentum going. He agrees with you, Ben. Feeling it's, uh, it's possibly a Super Bowl-winning team. There you go. Let's hope by the end of the summer I've a, I'm on more of a hot streak with my gut feelings. I know, right? We're pretty cold, despite the weather. So your gut feeling tonight, though, is for the Bucks that they lose. I think the Celtics pull it out tonight, which is good for everybody in this state. Okay. It's good? Why is it good? Because I think the Celtics win, and I've been wrong more often than not in the last week, uh, just generally in gotcha. life. So gotcha, gotcha, that gotcha. would mean the Bucks okay. would win, in theory. Sure. Okay, I see where you're going with this. It's the old reverse jinx. Yeah, I got you. Okay. I see you. 877-867-1670. Mark says, uh, I think the Packers only lose four games. Probably one to the Lions, one to the Vikings. They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I don't see them... See, don't get me wrong. I think they certainly could lose to the Cowboys. I just don't know if I see them losing to the If this game was in Dallas, I could see it. Being at home, my argument is they've been really good at Lambeau Field. Dan says losses to the Rams, the Bills, the Bucks, and the Vikings. Rams okay, Bills okay, Bucks okay, and Vikings most likely on the road is what you're saying for the opener. Those four losses, 13 and 4. That's not a bad way to go. Not a, not a great way to start the season, obviously, but not a bad way to go. I don't see them losing to the Vikings at home in cold weather unless the Packers pretty much have everything wrapped up. 
if they have everything wrapped up, then maybe I can see them saying, maybe even conceding the, the Detroit game. Uh, John says McCarthy chokes, Dallas winning. I'm really going to be interested to see. I, I, th- I think if there's a couple of games that I'm going to circle on the schedule that I really want to see, um, there's probably three games that I'm really anticipating uh, at, at Lambeau Field. Um, obviously, the first game in Minnesota, we're going to be broadcasting there and everything. It's going to be a good time. But uh, the first game against the Bears, that Sunday night game, uh, I always love going to Chicago for the Bears game, for the Packers-Bears game, but we'll see what, what that lends it, lends itself to. Uh, I'm looking forward to New England coming to town, and I'm looking forward to Dallas coming to town. Those two games, I think, uh, if I'm circling, the Bears, the Patriots, and the Cowboys – coming into Lambeau Field, those three games are exciting to me. The first one is obviously. Um, but after that, everything else is just kind of a game. The, the Rams maybe secondarily, but we don't have that same tie there. I just, I, I, I'm really interested to see year two with Mac Jones and the New England Patriots and what Belichick does. If he's able to kind because of, remember, Tom Brady left and went and won a Super Bowl the next year. Without Belichick. Belichick had a bad Cam Newton, took a chance, got Mac Jones, and the first seven games of the season weren't good. And it looked like, oh, boy, it's going to be a long learning curve for Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones turned it around and suddenly became a, a pretty good quarterback. I don't, I'm not going to say he's great by any stretch of the imagination or he's even going to be great down the road. I don't know, but... What we saw was progress, and I'm really going to be interested to see how the New England Patriots play this year and whether or not they end up winning their division because they're in a tough division. Miami's gotten better. Buffalo's gotten better, certainly. The Jets, they're still probably going to be the doormat, but the Jets, talent-wise, for what they picked up in the draft, you would assume got better for years to come. So I'm really interested to see what Bill Belichick is going to do. So I'm always interested. Plus, he's always a mind. He always figures something out, takes something away from you, and then make you beat me with what you don't have. You know, beat me with something we're going to allow you to have, but but whatever your weapon is, you don't have, we're going to take it away from you. I'm always interested to see how he works. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, uh, they're going to get you registered. You stop in, you get yourself a Pepsi, Jack Link's product, and use your Quick Rewards card, and you're registered to win a brand-new 2022 Chevy Camaro R- R- SS. The the Quick Trip 250, the NASCAR event, coming to, coming to Road America, they'll give it, they're giving away tickets, they're giving away gift cards, all that kind of good stuff. But you could be driving the same car that is going to be the pace car in this uh, event coming up. Uh, just around the 4th of July, July 3rd to be exact. It's going to be a good one. And you can stop in a Quick Trip and possibly win yourself a vehicle. How about that? Go to Quick Trip, use your Quick Rewards card, and you're going to be good to go. Buy Pepsi, buy Jack Link's products. It's all over there. See, see store for details, all about our friends from Quick Trip. Check it out. The place to go. Great place. Great staple right here in the state of Wisconsin. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show to come. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
we looking? Bill Michael Show. Continuing on today. Glad to have you on board. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. They're the home for our motorcycle ride. We're going to land there. We're going to enjoy ourselves, party there after the fact. But uh, if you are looking for a bike to ride in our ride or any other ride for that matter, maybe just for your own enjoyment, whether it's motor clothes, parts, accessories, you name it, they have got it. And they are the home for some of the biggest parties and the best just for the fact that they've got their own space. They've got tremendous bands, tremendous food. They've got food trucks, vendors, all that kind of good stuff that come in. Uh, stop out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Again, WISHD.com. Um, so getting back to uh, the uh, the losses, I, I think the consensus is that the Packers are going to lose three, four games, something to that effect, as the team sits right now. Then you have to ask yourself, is this team – a Super Bowl team. And I asked that question just a little while ago. And interesting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Steve writes, uh, hey, Unit, uh, yes, they are a Super Bowl caliber team, and I think they could win it all. They won't. They have proven time and again that every time they get close and every time, every time something is set up for them to just step into it to win it, they choke. Let's put the let's put it where the, let's put the blame where it belongs. Aaron Rodgers' shoulders first and foremost, and then Matt Lafleur. After that, you have to take that next step at some point, don't you? Aaron Rodgers has the experience and has been there, done that, but he's refused to take that next step ever since. He plays with his ego more than he does his heart and soul and what's best for the team. He always goes with what's best for Aaron, and he while he and he while he will get us there will not get us to the ultimate goal, and that is winning a Super Bowl. That's our buddy Steve. Steve, appreciate the email. Um, uh, and that's not that's not our buddy Steve in Richville. That's our buddy Steve up in Green Bay. I think there's a lot of – it's easy to predict the gloom and doom rather than saying, yep, I believe this is it. Um, now, it's it's predictions way too early that will assuredly uh, go wrong. I, I understand that. But – do you think that Aaron Rodgers is, in, a, in essence, what you're saying is Aaron Rodgers is a regular season quarterback now? After he won it, and since he has gotten kind of the keys to the kingdom, if I'm reading you correctly, you're kind of, if I put it in a Cliff Notes version, saying that Aaron Rodgers, he's not about Super Bowls anymore. He's about his own statistics, his own self-value. And if you get there, great, but he ultimately will choke it away. He's, he's, he's both good and bad. You don't get there without him. You know that. But you're not going to win it with him. You know that. That's what you're saying. I don't know if I would go there. There's only been one quarterback that's been consistently good when it comes to winning championships, and that's been Tom Brady. Everybody else is chasing that standard, but tell me another quarterback that has been consistently good at getting to a Super Bowl. You can't because it's so few and far between. You know? Matthew Stafford got there, finally. He changed teams. Joe Burrow got there. But Cincinnati hasn't been there for decades. Eli Manning got to two of them. Peyton Manning got a couple. But 
Nobody's been consistently getting to Super Bowls. So at some point, if Rodgers is going to get two, then why not this year? It, it's, it's not easy. And I'm not making excuses, but and I've said this before, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, really Brady now more than anything because Brady won it with Tampa Bay, they ruined it. They ruined it for other teams. They ruined it for what our expectations are. Because you want to strive to be that. And if you don't achieve that, well, then you're nowhere near as good as them. You know? Then you're not that good. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. But that—that's, I, I, you know, you take take Bill Belichick and 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 uh, and Tom Brady out of the equation. Then who else has been that good? Who else has been consistently there year after year? You can't, you know, there there hasn't been anybody. So I get what you're saying, but. My answer to that is, you've had better, we've had better than most. The fact is, the Packers just need, now that it's been more than a decade, they just need to get back to a Super Bowl. It's it's kind of time, and we all know time is running out. 877-867-1670, find us. Am, am I wrong there? Uh, Dave says, besides Bradshaw, Montana, Aikman, and Brady, no one has won more than two. You, see, that's my point. You, you're, you're dead on. You're right. Nobody has consistently gotten to and won Super Bowls. And when you think about that, Montana, Aikman, Bradshaw, all of those teams Montana's uh, San Francisco 49er teams, Aikman. Aikman had a tremendous offense, but they had a snot-locking defense. I mean, just punch you right in the grill. And Bradshaw had the steel curtain. They all had amazing defenses. Great quarterbacks, don't get me wrong. And I think Joe Montana's probably the best out of the bunch. But you had Hall of Fame talent on the outside at wide receiver. Bradshaw had Lynn Swan and company. Montana had Jerry Rice and company. Troy Aikman had Michael Irvin and company. And Brady, he had talent, but the game changed because they didn't need the Hall of Fame talent on the outside because the rules became so far bent in favor of the offense. Uh, And Jim Kelly, too. Jim Kelly. You're right. Dan, you're absolutely right. They got the four of them. No doubt. They just didn't win them. But he had Hall of Fame talent, too. They had running back talent, too. So I think the Packers, because the game has changed and the rules have changed, I think the Packers have that ability. But I think now, in, in, in also, they have a defense that can back it up. But I last year was just, which is why I go back to 2014 when they lost that game in, in Seattle. And then everything for a couple of times now has been set up for them to win, and they've let it go. This is this stretch is to Packers fans, I would say, not just disappointing, it's traumatic because you know you should have had one.
or at least been there. Seattle, I firmly believe you win a Super Bowl if you, you if if you just don't screw it up. Julius Peppers, Morgan Morgan Burnett, go down, go down, go down. I, I've never understood why. Go down, why? Micah High didn't know where to be. Bostic went up and tried to get the onside kick. Just a numer a myriad of of mistakes. And then Rodgers focusing in two playoff games at Lambeau Field on Devontae Adams. When you still had opportunity to win. And last year specifically, the the pain of bad special teams. Just still. And they still had a shot to win that game. You can't blame it on the defense. Defense gave up, what, 10 points? <laughs> Just 13 points? Come on. So this is going to be, and it's going to stick with Packers fans for some time to come until they get there. They've had that opportunity. Uh, we got it. We're woefully late for a break. Let's do it. Stay tuned. We, hey, by the way, Milwaukee Admirals, uh, all they got to do is get a win, close it out against the Manitoba Moose, back at it again tonight. They won the first two at home. The other night, uh, Wednesday night, they lost it on the road in Winnipeg. Tonight, they're back on the ice. They've got a shot to close it out. Let's cheer for the uh, Milwaukee Admirals. Get that first-round playoff victory. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com because I have a feeling they're coming home and they're going to get the win. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get your tickets for the next round of the postseason. Admirals are going to win tonight, too, in the postseason. They're going to advance. Admirals tonight, book it. Book it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Don't forget, running shuttles out of Stenny's tonight. Uh, my buddy Billy's going to be driving a shuttle tonight. If you're looking for a place to go and watch the game, or maybe head down to uh, the uh, Deer District or get over to the Pfizer Forum. Also, uh, our friends at The Nice Ash, they're going to have the games on tonight as well. If you're going to stop out, maybe fire up a victory cigar after the fact. The Nice Ash out in Waukesha. TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com. Um, what else do we have here for you? Um, this one's from Mike, who says, I agree with you. I think the Bucks are going to win tonight. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Mike says, awesome win the other night. Uh, I believe they're going to get it done. I'll be at the Deer District coming up later on tonight. Uh, Mike says, most of the sports media is pissed off because most were picking Boston in six. Almost everyone was thinking the Celtics were going to win game five. Now the Bucks can end it in Milwaukee if they can finish and execute. I don't think the sports media is pissed off. It's kind of a weird take. I just I went with who I thought would win at the time. Um, Mark says, uh, the whole game was a loss until suddenly it wasn't. Absolutely epic battle by the Bucks. Look for them to win tonight. Uh, David says, I hate to say this, but I think the Bucks are going to lose. Every time the, the team that is picked to win becomes public opinion, they lose. So the Bucs are picked to win tonight, which means the Celtics are going to win, and then the Bucs will win in Boston. Okay. Which is kind of true. 
Um, James says, suck it to all of you. You jump off the bandwagon. That's what you get. Seriously, though, shame on everyone for forgetting these are the champs until proven otherwise. <laughs> um, I, the people that say suck it like that, uh, are you betting money or are you just hoping they win? Because I've always said, if I got to put something down, if I got to bet, if I got to put like something on it, are you putting something on it or are you just saying I'm a fan? Because there's two differences there. If you're that, if you're that positive, put your house on it. You're that positive until you're not, until you have to be. Um, Jay says, I agree with you. I didn't think it was possible until mid-fourth quarter. What an instant classic by the Milwaukee Bucks. Look for another one tonight down at the five-serve forum. 877-867-1670. Jason said, did you see the new baseball stadium being built in Oconomowoc, partly owned by Sal Bando, and uh, one of the coaches is Dave Nelson, former brewer. Uh, not Dave Nelson, the broadcaster. Dave passed away, unfortunately. Dave Nilsson, N-I-L-S-O-N. Uh, I don't know all the details, but, yeah, I've seen it. The Dockhounds new stadium, it's right next to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, Jason, yeah, I have seen it. Good stuff. It, it's it's a really cool-looking place. It really is. And it should be really neat. Um uh, this is from Anthony, who says, did you see the uh, referee get run over by the ice bucket the other night uh, in the NHL? I did not see that. Did you see that, Ben? No. I, I haven't seen that. No. I haven't seen that. Uh, I have to take a look for it. In the NHL, I'm going to have to Google it, I guess. Getting run, he says somebody was cleaning the ice. They have an ice bucket that they scoop the ice up in, and they roll it off of the ice. And the official wasn't looking. They ran into the official, and the official went down. Didn't see it. No, but now I'm intrigued. Got to look it up. Look it up during the top of the hour break, real quick. I have to find it. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, this is Jason. He said, "I hate to look forward to it." But do you think the Bucs beat the Heat without Chris Middleton? I would rather save Chris Middleton for the NBA Finals and then bring him back uh, rather than have, have him hurt himself a little further against the Miami Heat and be out for the entire, entire final series. Well, first of all, let me say this. I don't think that um, – I don't think you have to force Chris Middleton back to play the Heat. But you want Chris Middleton back at some point against the Heat. So next Tuesday, the 17th, let's put it this way, okay? Um, one, two, three, um, four. Next Tuesday, the 17th is when that series would get underway. The 18th would be exactly four weeks from the day of the injury. You would like to get to the 25th, a fifth week of rest and relaxation, if eligible, to do it. If you've got that series in hand before you bring Chris Middleton back. Otherwise, I would bring him back maybe the weekend, the 20th, 21st, 22nd, whatever day that that game would fall upon, and get him a little bit of action before coming back to suddenly take on whom? Golden State, Phoenix, Memphis. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd want him to play at least a little bit 
Although I think the, the Bucks can beat the Heat without without Chris Middleton in the Eastern Conference Finals. But let's be honest, you got to get through tonight first. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.